say it's been <laughs> such a long break. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. Right? Well, hello there. My name is Demi. And I'm Melissa. And welcome to the Beauty Base Podcast. In case you forgot who we are. Yeah. Um, it's been that long. It's us. Uh, and Melissa was so sweet and made me a pumpkin chai today. So in my mind, it's fall, even though we're baking outside. Yes. Global warming is just in South Florida. No, I'm yeah. kidding. No, uh, no we're yeah. not kidding. It's aggressive. It's so bad. I go out like first thing in the morning now to walk. And like I think it. I'm out there at like 645 and within like 10 minutes I'm like drenched in sweat. Yeah, it's brutal. Like I, I work out in the garage. I think I've brought that up in like other episodes and like unless I'm doing it at night or I'm doing it at the ass crack of dawn, like there's no in between. No, it's horrible. But I did build a stock tank pool while we were on break. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing. It's more what? like a hot tub because of how hot it is outside (laughs) but yeah we float every day now and melissa could see us floating if she wanted to (laughs) yes but no i'm in my living room usually working out while you guys float yeah yeah see maybe i i have to move my stuff indoors for the weight training yeah garage it's really just be messy with the squat rack (laughs) would it be like the exact vibe we're looking for no not at all um But I think today, because we've kind of had a few spurts like this through the year, and um, I think we just are intuitively following it when we need to. And because we have learned balance in this year, I think this is a solid example of it. Well, I think we started talking, like started talking this year about how we were going to like honor those needs more. Right. And I know before we left, like, I had mentioned my crazy June. Yeah. And by the time that was over, I was just like, I think I need July to like mentally recover. recover. Yeah. Yeah. Like my June was crazy too, like on a little bit of a different scale than yours. But, you know, Maddie graduated high school. So we had all of the events for that. We were Mm -hmm. doing all the things. Um, And so I feel like June, like we just blinked and it was gone and almost like July is heading into that same thing. (laughs) I know. It's already Um, the end of July. I know. Like we have this cabin trip planned um, to get up to the branch house and get some stuff done and like make it like a family trip too. And um, it felt so far away until like last week when I looked at it and I was like, oh my God. And we were talking about, cause we have like an idea for a couple of guests and I'm mm-hmm. like, so either the next week and a half or we're looking at September. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> I think we're going to be talking about like Christmas shopping by the next time our episode comes out, <laughs> like the prep for the holidays. Um, but we do have some exciting things in the works. So I think that that's why we wanted to talk about that today more than anything. I think these last few months have been a test to like separating like outside work distractions mm-hmm. and inside work and keeping that balance. Yes. I don't know if you'd agree with that or disagree. I agree with that 110%. Yeah. And I think that it's been a really solid example of the hard work, like especially that you've put in that you were able to, oops, I'll just we're talking with my hands for no reason, that you were able to navigate that and do that for sure. Yeah. I mean, June was like a tough month. Like as a recap, like I went to premiere Orlando, I was home for a week. Then mm-hmm. I went and helped out my mom for a week during her cancer treatments. Then I was home for like 
three days and then I went to Vegas to it for our anniversary and then by the time I came home I was like I'm done I don't want to do anything I'm fried no I'm sure yeah we um like I said we were doing all the all the things for Maddie getting her set and good to go before she started working so that was what saturated up a lot of our June I jokingly say, said that May and June were like our preview to what it's going to be like having a kid in college. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, my niece was born. Um, she was actually a preemie, though, so she was born a little bit earlier. So we've been trying to juggle uh, getting up to visit and kind of make th- making that happen. And it doesn't look like it's happening till September, but we're so excited <laughs> that, it, that it's finally coming to be. Um, and and yeah. she's so cute. Oh, thank you. I think I'm supposed to say thank you because she's technically kind of, well, she is my DNA in a right. way. She's half your I'm DNA. Because um, <laughs> I never know what to say when somebody's like, she's so cute. I mean, like, I feel like my sister's the one that should say thank you. She did the nine months of the carrying. <laughs> right. Um, well, I, I should, well, she was a little early, but that made it even more stressful for her. So she's probably like, bitch, move out of the way. I say thank you. <laughs> Well, you could say thank you on her behalf. On her behalf. Yes. That's the trick. Yes. Thank you on her behalf. But yeah, I think that um, what we wanted to talk about today too is just like the exciting business goals that we've kind of like set and we're trying to head forward into. Um, Yeah. I think like we actually, as much as we love our co-working space, we love working together um, mm-hmm. I think we all agreed, like we needed like a little zing, like yes. a little, we were all becoming stagnant. Like we were all like doing all the things, working, checking all the boxes off. So we were doing like what we needed to do. Right. We weren't doing anything wrong. No, but I think like July and, and it's definitely a month that offers like a little more time to reflect yes. because it's kind of like. You know how they say Christmas in July? Well, for hairstylists, it's the one calm month because it's six months out for Christmas. So, um, Same thing with nail artists. Right. Yes. <laughs> so like nine times out of ten, your schedule changes a lot. Um, you might have a random Saturday that you have mm-hmm. only a few. You're getting out a little bit earlier. And I think when you have those pockets of time to like reflect, you're like, okay, damn, like where could we evolve more? Yeah. Um, and I think we all kind of realized we needed a little involvement. Yeah, it kind of hit everyone in the salon like, yeah. at the same time. Which is refreshing because when everybody's on the same page of like wanting to kind of grow to the next steps, I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of wild because it's like as that was all heading into effect and we were all starting to talk and and round the corner of like doing really great positive things for growth and not slipping into that stagnant mode. Um, it's kind of like the universe worked with us in a strange way. So <laughs> for with with us with for what's not yes. against us. So uh, a few things. Some yes. we can share today. Some we might have to sit on our yeah. We sit can't share those. And keep them secret. But. Um, yeah, I mean, we were exciting, excited because it sounds like we're going to be having another really great stylist join our team. Yes, um, very exciting. Which is really cool. And I think what's really beautiful, too, is now we have a stylist like in each different journey, if that makes sense. Yeah, because we have, I mean, obviously, like, I feel like you and I are the veterans. Yes. Which, like, <laughs> we're the, the ones with lower back pain. No, I'm kidding. No, Bella has lower back pain now, too. <laughs> yes, yes, we are those people. Yes. 
Um, Bella is more of like a seasoned stylist, she is. I would say. She's what we would categorize as one of our master stylists. Yeah, and then Allie obviously fin- just finished school, and I think the new stylist you said is yeah, like she's- two steps ahead of Allie almost. Right, and she's killing it. Um, her work is amazing, so I'm so excited to when that time comes, kind of share that final jump to who it is and what's going on. I know. It's um, ex- it's very exciting. Yeah. And so normally, Melissa normally sits in on most of like, I don't call them interviews. We always say we work together. Um, that probably makes some people think we're cult, but that's not the case. It's a panel. We all wear power suits. <laughs> Yes. Um, but first off, no, it's a co-working space. So the people that are renting and either doing the booth rental or your desk Mm -hmm. rental, um, we do work together. We don't work. Nobody works for us other than the shampoo assistants and everything like that. And even for the shampoo assistants, we always say we work with them. They don't work for us. Right. And I think that's a really important mindset to carry through. Well, and I think, like, with the culture of, like, the salon that you guys have built, like, you want to make sure that everyone is vibing. Yes. Because that's, that's like a very important. Right. Because, like, we don't want, like, a toxic space or, yeah. you know, any of our past to trickle into, like, this space. Right. And I think that that is, like, one of the most difficult things to navigate, like, um, in our industry and in workplaces. Mm-hmm. And... I hate to say it because, like, I am, like, the queen of, like, oh, um, you know, be a boss bitch, like, clearly. <laughs> With that being said, the daddy hats are currently for sale for pre-order <laughs> at Plot and Pint. Be your own daddy. Um, <laughs> that's my shameless plug. Um, Maybe we should actually create an ad. <laughs> right. On, <laughs> perfect. Because your black trucker hat's coming in next week for me Woo-hoo. to make it. Yes. Anyways. Um, but... With that being said, as much as I'm like totally like women empowerment all the way, I do think that there is an aspect of being in an environment with a lot of females that you kind of always have to work to navigate around Yes, where it can kind of go downhill. Yes. Um, and it's a tri- like a, it's a careful balance of wanting everybody to feel that they can open up and confide and have a safe place to vent because there's going to be times that you might feel like something's off. There's going to be times where you feel mm-hmm. frustration, but I think it's how you navigate that frustration, which is so important. Um, well, and I think that we each bring like something different, like, like a different perspective too. Like we always say it on here where you're like, well, you should have done this and maybe next time you can spend it like that. Or, and I'm just like, "Mm -mm, that didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm far more blunt than you are. So sometimes like, for example, like I always say, Bella will come to you first and then she'll follow up with me and I'll be like, yeah, you fucked up girl. (laughs) (laughs) No. So it's just two different like ways. Yes. Like two different mentalities. And then we have Rochelle who's like the mom of the salon. She she is the the wise one. Um, she gives like the true life advice and you're like, Sam girl, what she said. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But I think it is important, like what we found, because we are such a like we are we are a smaller space, yes, and we are close knit. I think that openness is like super important, mm-hmm. um, and I think it alleviates a lot of stuff. Uh, it is hard because, with that being said, sometimes it's a little tricky when it comes to like navigating boundaries. Yes, um, and that was like something I learned like as I was maturing too, that like you don't have to speak your boundaries, like they just exist. And I Mm -hmm. think that's like a very important lesson that I think a lot of people can like learn. And I almost feel like I used to do that with like client interactions more than needed too. Mm -hmm. Like you can set those boundaries without needing to go into this is my boundary. It's X, Y, Z. Right. Right. Exactly. You can like just organically let it phase into that. Right. I think that that is a huge helping point for a lot of conflict to be avoided in the salon. For sure. And, you know, like we've talked about it, like, for example, you know, in doing that, in case somebody needs to hear like a mental example Mm -hmm. of that, like, I started taking Tuesdays off when we started the podcast and that was like an admin day as well. So that way I could truly have a weekend, which is my Sunday, Monday. So now like I relayed that to my clients when I was making that schedule change. So now when they text me on a Sunday or Monday, it's like, I'm so sorry. I know it's your day off and your admin day is until Tuesday, but I wanted to text before I forgot. Right. So like those texts on Sunday and Mondays don't happen as much anymore, but then Tuesday is, I, I tend to get more texts. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Like my, right. t- my Tuesdays are when it like opens up and I'll usually answer on a Monday. Like Sundays are like right. my off day where I right. won't, but, um, Monday I'll answer. And like right now I've been answering a little bit more often and to give you like insight as to why, um, we have a lot of things moving even with like kind of just like revamping, not revamping, but like refluffing up platinum pinned, like just trying to pour like a little bit of uniqueness back mm-hmm. into it. Um, you're getting your, you're getting your groove back. Groove back. Yes, that's exactly it. Sometimes you kind of get into like the mode of like work and it becomes like tunnel vision on that. And like your creativity starts to kind mm-hmm. of falter. Um, so because of that, if I see a text come through, cause I know my plate is a little bit more full now than it was. Like, I know that my Tuesdays are saturated up a little bit more, um, between multiple things. Like now we're going to be meeting and talking, um, with our newest stylist about a lot of like the things she needs to do to set herself up for success. Um, we also have Allie who takes clients technically, her availability would be six days a week. I, I don't think that's her set schedule. Right. But Tuesdays are a great working day for us to help her where she needs help. Um, and then in between all of that, I'm focusing on customs and creating too. And Julian is wanting to expand our brand in multiple directions, which is super awesome. But I've had to learn to like let him take the lead on that mm-hmm. because there's just a lot going on. But that leads me back to like why I've been answering my texts like kind of when I get them. And to be honest, by the time Tuesday comes, if I like leave it off, it's just more for me to get done on Tuesday. Right. So like now I'll try to like clear them out on Monday so I don't have to worry about it. Then if the texts trickle in on Tuesday, 
you know, right. whatever. Right, it's not as overwhelming. Because I only have a few. And then I do have, like, a harsh line for Wednesday and Thursday. Like, I will catch up on text on Friday right. if it's not an emergency. That's something that I've always implemented. But especially recently, like, I really get a bulk of text on Wednesday and Thursday. And those are my two days. I'm there nine to nine. Um, so I just made a post recently, like, reminding. Because I do think that people... I'm not always a perfect texter, to be abundantly clear. But um, I do think people aren't maybe... I don't want to say it like they're not as patient because I'm not saying it in a bad way. But I think we've all gotten to a point where like instant gratification exists far heavier than it did a few years ago. Oh, for sure. Um, Definitely. So like sitting in that gray area of lack of answer like usually leads to a follow-up text Mm -hmm. so like I just put up a post I think two weeks ago with just like a gentle reminder to everybody that like if you text me on a Wednesday or Thursday you're gonna hear back from me on Friday because I'm behind the chair with clients from nine to nine Mm -hmm. you know um so that's like a great example of setting a boundary like I know it's like physically outside of my capability to answer those And then Friday morning, that's my thing. Before we like go into the shop, I just sit there with my coffee and I get through all the texts. Exactly. So setting a boundary without having to necessarily like speak it into existence for someone. Right. And then my other thing I would definitely say too is don't answer a text until you're ready to have that back and forth conversation too. Yep. Um, because like sometimes (laughs) that's my bad habit is I'll respond because I don't want to leave them like hanging. But then I respond in a time that I really can't handle actually talking to them about what they need. So then I leave them on red for like (laughs) another six hours till I'm done with another client and then I'm answering again. So I think it's also important to like make the time to answer when you genuinely know that you can get it all done. Exactly. Like Fridays are my best catch up day other than Mondays because... Julian and I, you know, I come into work with him on that day. So any of the errands we're running around and doing for the salon, I'm the passenger princess that day. My (laughs) head is down the entire time we're driving because I'm just finishing stuff up as we go. Right. So I think like this month has been a lot of, a lot of things like that. Just like kind of reigniting that fire, like what you were saying. Like, and I, it's kind of refreshing because I see everybody feeling it like, For sure. Definitely. Like, I mean, and I think it's also kind of going hand in hand. Like we inadvertently planned a salon trip. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I know for Mickey's not so scary. I'm so So excited. We're all going to Disney in September and it's going to be so awesome. And it started as like Evan and I, and then we invited you guys. Yeah. And then like Bella and Allie heard about it and they're like, we want to go. And then Rochelle's like, well, I want to go. Yeah. So now it's just like an entire trip with all of us. So I think that'll be good too. It will. Um, I feel like in this last like few years I shouldn't say few years but I think like the year previous it was so crazy yeah um like last year was just buck wild like it was busy on all fronts yes like salon plaid and pinned cat like it was just bananas so I think like sometimes while we're all hustling and working it's like easy to let go of the ideas of like how important group trips are and things mm-hmm. like that and like Julian and I were just talking about it yesterday actually <laughs> while we were floating. Um, (laughs) 
because we would love to do like a cabin trip too with everybody Mm -hmm. and like I just think it's so important because it like gives everybody the ability to like look forward to something exactly um so that's gonna be dope too I'm excited for it yeah it'll be super excited yeah so I mean by the time we come back from there then we're gonna be talking about how we're pre-booked through the holidays I already am. I am too. (laughs) My books are officially closed. I I was waiting for you to say it first. So we're both at the point where we're booked till 2023. Yeah, I think I still have like a few more clients to book out, but I was looking at it the other day and I'm like, oh God. But I think this is like a very solid example of like some of the advice out there isn't necessarily always like end all be all. And I was just saying this to you with you in your schedule the Mm -hmm. other day while you were doing my nails because Melissa did her six month price increase because Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing you see is like if you're not quote unquote taking new clients and if you're booked after a a certain amount of weeks like I think a lot of them I see is like usually like either five or six weeks or six to eight you have to raise your prices I feel like that's like such a black and white statement to something that's not black and white. Yeah, which we've so, talked about many a time. Right, on we here. have jumped into it a good amount of times. But you know, Melissa did her price increase again, and she's booked through December. Yeah, um, I think I lost two clients this yeah. time. One yeah. specifically because of the price increase. Right. And then one after my crazy June schedule. Yeah. So, and we were just talking about what my price increase is going to look like Mm -hmm. as we're heading into um, 2023. So I'm starting to crunch the numbers and doing the January price increase. Um, My toner charge went up just a smidgen because that's where the increase I saw from all of the products was. Mm -hmm. So I did pop that up just a little bit in the interim and like the meantime, um, but yeah, we're going to be doing a price increase again come January and, yeah. um, I think it's a careful balance right now too. jumping into that conversation because people are really feeling it. People are really feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I always find too, that like, while you have, you know, your ride or die clients, so right. to speak, like you're, you know, there's going to come a point where they're going to be like, okay. Like if I have to choose, for example, between hair and nails, which do I value more? And sometimes it's hair, sometimes it's nails, sometimes it's lashes, sometimes it's none of it and they have to cut it out. And especially like right now with the way life is just so expensive. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, to me, I could never get upset if somebody leaves after a price increase because you know, first of all, I don't pay their bills. Right. You know, I don't know what their budget looks like, so I can't get upset. I just have to make sure that my budget is taking care of both business and personal, you know, so it's never, it's usually not personal. And if somebody finds somebody who can do the same service that you are doing for less, I mean, you have to know that that's a risk that you take with increasing your pricing. Exactly. So it's the truth. Um, I also think that like, as far as like for me as a colorist right now, um, I'm, I've always referenced that I double and triple book, Mm -hmm. um, again, something that some prefer, some don't prefer. I think in a time like now, 
I'm very thankful that I double and triple book yeah. because people aren't doing the big services as much anymore. Right. They they're are, cutting back. Right. I'm doing a lot more solid colors right. right now, especially like with the summer, people are going on vacations and stuff like that. Now with the holidays, that'll probably pick up because right. everyone wants, you know, like fun Halloween nails and nice nails for Thanksgiving and, you know, Christmas, whatever is coming up. But usually you see them pull back during times like this because they don't want to spend the it's extra true. for art. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I understand. And that's the same thing. Like when my clients come in and like want, you know, they're explaining stuff. But I've I've had some that are very candid and honest about they need it to stay underneath a certain price. Right. I think like this is the test for a colorist and a good colorist in that moment. Mm -hmm. That does not mean you just slap roots on them and you let them leave with their hair looking like you wouldn't as a colorist. These are the times in this next window of time that it tests you and you kind of make the decision. Like, at least in my opinion and for me, the reason I have the loyalty I have is because I'm not going to short, like shortcut or not do something that like their hair requires or needs. And I'm very honest. If you come into me and you're booked for a color and partial, but I see that we can maybe get away with some face framers, a little bit of foilage and roots, like I'm going to do it not out of laziness because I want to sit in the back break room because I think, you know, pretty loud and clear. There's not too many times I'm sitting no. back there. Um, I'm doing it because that's right. You don't need it my clients have built with me that know that I mm -hmm. will do that for them. Um, and I think even more now you have to start to get creative. Like for me, I do a lot of foilage. So I do a lot more on those service sides other than maintenance. I do a, a bulk of my clientele is maintenance with roots mm -hmm. and grays and this and that. I've had two things happen. A lot of my clients with grays are starting to come to me and say, how can I minimize seeing you every four weeks or seeing you every five weeks? Mm -hmm. This is the first test as a colorist is you're not losing that ticket sale if you set them up for success in a different way. Exactly. Um, and I think so many people like panic when they hear that, like, oh my God, that's going to change. No. So like the biggest thing with that, and I have a few people doing it is like, I will start to transition them into like foils that blend not necessarily taking them gray but i'm foiling them to blend with their gray patterns so their line of demarcation isn't so hard as the grow out happens mm -hmm. so what happens in that moment is instead of seeing them every four weeks i'm probably gonna see them every eight weeks right but it doesn't mean that your service price is going to suffer if you do the right things to make that price still remain Right. So, and that's not trying to like take advantage of them, but your partial price is higher than a root price, right? So you got to think of that right there. Your sales are technically going up in that thought process. Um, you're going to need a gloss for sure. Anytime personally that I lighten, you need a gloss. Nine times out of 10, after a few rounds of oxidizing, they're going to need low lights if they didn't start with high, with low lights in the beginning. So you couple all of those things together and there's a way to find the compromise for somebody to save a little bit of money, but you're not, your bottom line isn't suffering wildly, if that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, and the same thing, like with nails, like I recently took on my client's mom and you know, oh, I, I know which one she's the yeah, sweetest. She's the sweetest. Yeah. She's a freaking gem. Um, 
but because it was the first time I saw her, I, you know, I explained to her, I'm like, typically, you know, most of my clients can go three to four weeks with nails. I said, but since we're just starting you off, you know, let's book you for two weeks so that I can see and how it's holding up to make sure that there's no issues or anything like that. And then we can transition you to that three to four weeks. And she's like, oh my God, that would be so much better for my budget. Yeah. You know, so you're building like that trust with your clientele and you have that rapport. And the first time I saw her back, I was like, these are perfect. Like, I don't think that we're going to have any issues moving forward. I said, so let's start to book you three weeks. And then if there is an issue that you see arising, if there's any chipping or lifting or anything like that, just text me and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And especially because this client is, you know, she is a cl- my client's mom. She's on a fixed income. She only has, you know, she budgets her life a lot differently than maybe, you know, somebody like your eyes age would. So they appreciate that more, you know, like same thing with your clients who have kids, you know, maybe they can't come every two weeks or every four weeks or whatever it is. So finding ways to work with them that's like budget friendly, especially right now with our economy, I think is so good. Yeah. And it builds that trust and it creates like that loyalty. It's true. Like I have been even, you know, leaning into like, not that I don't hand paint a lot, but I tend to like foilage more just mm-hmm. because the trends kind of lean more towards that. But balayaging is like a great tool to do in between to just freshen out the ends. Like, especially in Florida, between like the buildup from our water, the outside, you know, environment, plus buildup from product. Blonde mm-hmm. tends to oxidize. Any color hair oxidizes. So if I can up my service charge a little bit by doing a few panels of balayage, that's going to freshen their hair out more. I also always think of it in those moments. If it's a small little add-on, mm-hmm. price it fairly. Like right. If you can grab a few panels and it takes you five minutes, five to ten minutes in total, yes. to pop in a few pieces of balayage... There is no reason that you need to be charging that person up the asshole. I agree. I and I know that like some people are gonna be like, oh, but I I completely disagree with that. At the end of the day, when that client walks out of your salon, that's your your work on their hair, yeah. on their head. So like that's advertisement. When they leave you and they walk out the door, that is advertisement. I'm so blessed when my clients come back and let me know that they've been complimented left and right. And what's really cool is like now we're starting to see the fruits of our labor, like with spilling over into like filling, you know, Bella's books and Mm -hmm. and Bella's hustling on her own. I don't want it to sound like like we're like, we're we're not just like doing it for her. Like we might recommend her, but she's the one that keeps them coming back. And, and, um, now we're going to have another stylist joining the team and Allie's getting to the point that she can start to take on more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that it's important during these times that you don't sacrifice your quality of work just because times are changing. Listen to your clients because they're going to look back during this time that we were all struggling and be thankful that you worked with them. Yes. And that's going to create the loyalty for them to stay over you like nitpicking and trying to just I agree you get what I'm saying I, yeah like, I know what you're like saying. even like if somebody booked nail art with you but the day that they came in they looked you in the face and they said I can't afford nail art today like can I just do a solid color 
Of course, if they're doing it every single time, you might say at that point, listen, I'm going to start to book you for like a basic job. Exactly. That's okay. That makes sense. But you don't have to be like, well, you booked for nail art today, so I'm still going to need to charge you for that nail art. (laughs) Right. And, you know, like, I mean, let's be honest. Most of my clients, they are booked for nail art, but, and that happens. They're like, can I just do a solid color? I'm like, of course. Like, what? Like, I'm not going to. And then if you do have that downtime, like that's one thing I always see with Melissa. And like, if I have that downtime, like I am jumping behind the desk and sewing Mm -hmm. something or doing something plaid and pinned related nine times out of 10. And for you, you immediately might do, I don't know, a live with a tutorial of the nail. Right. Like a sample or something. Yeah. Like you have to look at that time that it wasn't wasted. It's still valuable. It's right. just a different version of it. And then, I mean, also, like, whenever you change something up, too, like, with my little Mystery Manny, like, gumball machine, like, one of my clients came up with the idea because I think it was, like, six to nine months I hadn't, like, restocked it. Yeah. And one of my clients, because I do, like, the nail art tips and I practice on those, she's like, why don't you just put those in the containers? And I'm like, uh, where were you six to nine months ago with this brilliant (laughs) idea? That's smart. (laughs) So, like, that's what I did. I went through, like, some of my old tips and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot I had done this. Like, I would love to recreate this because... It looks like trash. Oh, you know, I just I had mean? an idea you should do for spooky season, like all spooky themed in the. I know machine. I need to. So that's yeah. I need to start working on some of those. But I mean, so like I've been telling like my clients have been coming in and they've been seeing like the gumball machine more mm-hmm. filled. They're like, "Ooh, do you have new stuff in there? I'm like, yeah, I pulled from my tip graveyard because yeah. that's what I call it. And they're like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. So like now more of my clients have been doing it more because Like, I don't know. I always feel like the end of July and August is like that weird transition time for nails where it's like nothing's really coming up. People are, you know, getting like back to school stuff with their kids and, you know, they haven't had time to look for nails because they don't want like summer nails, but they don't want fall nails yet. So I'm like, let's pull from here and do something like and like make it our own. So like they've been more excited because I've been more excited about it. And it's just like, it's like getting, like you said before, like you're getting like that spark back. Right. And I think that's like that important shift that we just kind of have to, I keep saying that word, but it's the truth. Like you just have to intuitively follow. You have to Um, pivot. Exactly. And I think pivoting is so important to survive this season in our industry because it is definitely something um, that is going to continue to test us. I don't Mm -hmm. see it coming down soon. And I feel like, Honestly, we've kind of been alluding to this for a long time in our conversations here. Yeah. I just think we're finally seeing more people affected by everything that's been going on. For sure. And like, I also found like when I feel motivated in like my personal life, it motivates me it helps more you balance in, your- in my business. Mm-hmm. So like really during June, cause I was just like, it was such a crazy month. Like I had zero headspace for it. Right. I was just like, what color do you want? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then like, but now that I feel like I've kind of gotten like my groove back and like into my routine and, you know, meal prepping and like exercising more, it's like, 
okay, like, let's do the damn thing. Right. Like, and, and I feel more motivated. Right. And it's totally true. And it, it really changes like how you absorb things, um, how you navigate certain situations. It changes a lot. I think another thing that, you know, just popped into my head, that's been like a big tool that I've started leaning into more. And I touched on this where like, I've always said like your income shouldn't be dependent on product sales. Right. Um, I say that because product sales isn't like the first thing that represents our business. Mm. If you're looking to be behind the chair and building a business behind the chair, I think that's where that comes into play. Mm -hmm. Um, now listen, if you're looking to expand on social media, if you're looking to be more on that side of, of the hairstyling world, then I'm, that's a completely different conversation Mm -hmm. Then absolutely products matter products don't just lightly matter but they really are a huge aspect of your business because you're reviewing things and you should still be reviewing things even if you're based more behind the chair right it's just that shouldn't be your main focus of your income was my point when we talked about it previous Mm -hmm. now with that being said Despite the financial shift that we're seeing with clients, one thing I will say is now it's almost like they want to invest more in better product at home. Yeah, because it makes everything their yes, color it more makes in between. Same thing. So that mm-hmm. is something that I think, and I'm sure you noticed it with like the cuticle oil and the cuticle yes. balm, and now there's more of like in a. Like a there's more to... there's more motivation to take care of their investment now right so right. because they want to really appreciate right. the value of it yeah like I had brought in some of the Madame Glam cuticle butters and yeah. I think I have like four of them left which is that's right. the same thing that I've noticed like I you know started uh, carrying trust at the salon I love it. Um, and I sell it really well and people have really been on it and enjoying it so much. Um, and so with that being said, that's where I've also seen an increase to, Mm -hmm. to certain things. And now this would be that time to start to talk about that. Right. So now we see that there's a little bit of a downward slope and probably your sales slightly than if you were to compare it to last year, it doesn't mean there isn't as many bodies in your chair. It just means that it's a shift to the services you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a little squirrel moment, this is like any stylist I talked to who worked through the last like recession or, you know, when everything happened mm-hmm. and was it like 2008, right? I think so. Yeah. I was in high school, so <laughs> I wasn't doing nails yet, but um, I heard all about it. <laughs> but when I was training with multiple stylists, one of the stylists, um, that I trained with that really taught me a lot of the structure of how I schedule, talked about how he survived that season and that season was a lot of maintenance a lot of focus on gray coverage a lot of focus on more of what actually needed to get done and less of like the pampering vibes right um blow dries maybe are going to get dropped out more and so that's why i go back to um encouraging that product sale because that product sale could make up for that cutting out of the blow dry or something like that. And that's where you maybe need to see the opportunity and lean into it. Um, I was just talking to Julian too, and I think we are going to set it up because listen, let's be honest, we can't compete with Amazon. Like there's no no way. So it's either you need to get on board or so with that being said, like we always have things in stock in the salon, but sometimes people just pull up their prime. If that's the case, have an Amazon shop. 
I mean, yeah, definitely have an Amazon shop. Not that it you make like a ton of money from it because I have like yeah. their affiliate program. I think the most I ever made was like a dollar fifty. Driving, I can retire. But listen, even but if even if that whole year, if but if your client, like for example, because I know Trust sells on right. Amazon. And there's like, let's be honest, like nail wise, there are nail oils all over Amazon. So if you can refer to your client, like maybe they forgot to pick it up while they were in salon, or maybe it, they right. go 12 or 14 weeks with send their hair, link send them the link it. because you know what, even if you make a few bucks, it, it's a few something. bucks is better than zero bucks. Right. It's totally true. Um, and, and I do think like, we'll probably touch on this 10 more times today was like supposed yes. to be like life lately. Well, life lately is tough. I mean, yeah. we're feeling it. I think we're, all of us are feeling it. I say tough lightly cause we're very blessed. Um, yes. and we're very thankful for what we have, yes. but listen, our changes are definitely it's, it's present it's, and we see them, you know, it's reality, especially here in, you know, I mean, I'm sure not just in South Florida, but especially in South Florida, like rent is crazy. Life is crazy. We just went to Publix and had like not even a full cart of groceries and it was like $150. And I'm like, what the fuck did yeah. we buy? Yeah. It's <laughs> you know, true. but it's, um, you know, it's, it's expensive. And if, I, and if you and I are feeling it, our clients are definitely feeling yes. it. So you have to like approach that with like empathy and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like, not the time to lean into greed. <laughs> At least yeah. that's how I think of it. Like it's important to run your business truthful to who you are. And like, yeah, you may feel the pinch and you may feel the panic, but that doesn't mean it should push you into being something that isn't authentic to your brand. Right. Because um, the, your people will find you no matter true. what. And I think it's also super important to remember your bottom line. I know we've talked about maybe granting some grace here and there, um, when it comes to just adding in a few panels of 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 balayage or mm-hmm. doing a solid color, but with that being said, you still need to make sure your pricing's on point. You need to make yes. sure that you're aware of the increases um, that are going on with our products. Which that's always why I encourage like the girls if they do salon centric, always order it online if you can um, for pickup. I think that's one of the best things you can do to, for me, I'm a visual learner. So Mm -hmm. right there or like right there, you're seeing any increase because if I go, you know, a week and a half without ordering and the last time it was six fifty four, but now I see that it's, you know, $7, right. Something like that. Then I'm going to say, okay, red flag. So then I need to go and sit down and really start to look at where mm-hmm. I can make those adjustments. Yeah. And I think most online places will show like previous invoices and previous orders yes. and stuff like that. If you have an account with them. Right. But yeah. And if you're not sure what your pricing should be, like you definitely should sit down like with an accountant and really talk about and really talk about the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that almost leans into like how we've been meal prepping too. And like, that's a great money saver. If like you're trying to find like little tricks in our industry right now to just cut back where you can, um, Mm -hmm. that's been something we've all implemented. Like, I can't tell you, I mean, I do have to say we did order out on Friday (laughs) because I didn't meal prep for us (laughs) properly through the week. Um, but normally now 
all of us bring our food. Like yeah. nobody's ordering out anymore, which was not the norm six or seven months ago. No, um, like it was Taco Bell Saturday. Right, like grabbing Taco <laughs> Bell here and there. I mean, we still do that sometimes like as a treat, but it's, it's not, not close to what yeah, it no. used to be. We make coffee, like we make sure we always have the creamer at the work at, at the salon for the girls because we have like a bigger coffee pot in the back and then mm-hmm. the K-cups in the front. Um, just small things like that, small changes, um, that I do think are important that will help set you up for success mentally mm-hmm. and financially. Oh yeah. Um, cause I, I do think we're going to have to buckle up for a little while. It's going to get worse before it gets better. I know. And we're saying all of this as we're like, and we're going to Disney in September. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the most responsible decision? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Evan and I kind of planned it and budgeted for it. So <laughs> the rest of you, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa's like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I bought my costume on Prime Day. so <laughs> Right? She got a good deal. <laughs> no, but that's, I think, you just said spot on to what's important right now. You budgeted and planned for it. Yeah. Like we have a tree that we have to take down in the front of our house, which is not going to be a small feat in 19 days. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot and wait. So that's something we had to budget for. Right? We had to keep in mind. Um, we have a kid going to college in January. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of changes coming along for us and it is a little bit of a different time right now. So you need mm-hmm. to make sure you're on top of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this went from lighthearted to super serious right I away. Know. We were going to... Felt very real worldy really fast. I know. Like our plan was like, let's just give a life update episode. Well, the life update <laughs> is it's stressful out there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> life be lifing. Aggressively. <laughs> I was supposed to change the letter board in the back of the salon, but thriving and surviving seems to yes. be spot on currently. <laughs> so how do you change something that we all need the reminder of? it's true yeah no I think like the biggest takeaway is just protect your peace and you know make sure you're filling your cup um and I one of I think it was yes it was Ashley who we plan to have on hopefully in like the next month or so she did a call and she was saying that what you should like the cup and saucer just reminded me Make sure your cup is full and you fill other people's cup from the saucer. I love it. I know. I was like, damn. The overflow. That was very symbolic and beautiful. It was, yeah. I was was like, okay. But it's true. And lean into each other. Like you want to, if you're in a healthy work environment, you guys are a team because you're meant to lean into each other. So don't be scared to ask for help. I think that's one of my biggest difficulties is I'm Mm -hmm. like, wildly incapable I'm like no I got it no I'm like so good my eyes like twitching and I'm like oh my god no um and I've had to learn as my plate's gotten more full to like trust that others it's not lack of trust for others it's really just me being like too independent um but accept the help when you can it's you need to yeah yeah I agree so with that being said you um, can find us on Instagram at the Beauty Beast Podcast. And you can always email us at the Beauty Beast Podcast at gmail.com. And until next time. Until next time.